Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Everyday Warrior podcast. I am Kelly, your host. I created this podcast to document amazing individuals and through that I hope to capture lessons to help those of you going through some challenges in your life. I will look to keep the podcast into, into three segments. Objective, which I would state why I've chosen a particular guest. Mindset or perspective, which would be the mindset they had when going through these challenges. And tactics at the end, which I would list down for those of you who might find it helpful. Today, my special guest is Cassandra Lau, or better known as Cass by her friends. Since we are friends, I'm going to be calling her that. I wanted to get Cass on because she has many facets to her and she's always taking actions towards her goals. For those of you who might follow her on Instagram, Cass is a kick-ass CrossFitter. Within two years of doing CrossFit, she's won the Scale Women's Division in Battle of Royale Asia in 2017 and her team was ranked number one in Singapore for the Mixed Pairs Division of the CrossFit Team Series. She's also the youngest box owner in Asia, coaches early mornings and late evenings while maintaining a day job as an analyst in a bank. On her off days, which many of us would wonder when that is, she mentors a group of teenagers at church. So Cass, wow, you're probably one of the most efficient person I know or you don't sleep. Most successful people have a great with time management. Can you talk me through your time management process? Okay, so Okay, hi Kelly. <laughs> yeah, so for my time management process, what I, uh, I tend to do is I will try many things. So I'll try to fit things in my schedule, whatever I want to do. So I want to crossfit, I want to work, and I want to uh, meet my friends, go home, spend time with family, and of course teach at church. So uh, it's always, a, I usually take one week to settle in. Uh, I find what works best for me. So in this case, I, I thought, you know, since uh, in a banking job, you cannot really uh, you cannot decide when you're going to end because things can come last minute, you still have to finish it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to put CrossFit at a time that I can control, which is before work. And that would be maybe like 6.30am in the morning, then go for work. And then after that, if I end work early, then fine, good, I can decide what I want to do. I can go train, I can spend time with my family. Um, and then, yeah, so, so it took about, I mean, every time there's a change in my schedule, it takes about a week to settle in. But I pretty much follow this for my day, day to day. I work out, work, and then family time. And then on the weekends, I get my training in and get my uh, and, and get my uh, church or ex extra activities in as well. So would you? Th would that also mean that your priority would be fitness first? Yes, <laughs> I, it keeps me sane. It does. Okay. Well, you're very young, you're at 25, and yet you're constantly pushing to reach the next level of your goals. So do you, what, what is it that makes you feel, well, first of all, do you feel there's a need to attain perfection? And what is it that drives you to want to keep doing that on a, on a constant basis? Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've never really thought about attaining perfection. I've always thought about success. So my, my driving force and my, personal life adagi, I would say, is that uh, pursue success in everything that you do. Um, and success can manifest itself in different ways. It can be perfection for some people, it can just be a feeling of satisfaction, or it can be the fact that you see people um, being inspired by what you do. So when, when I pursue success, the whole idea is that I want people to see me and say, hey, I want to be like that, or I, I can take something out of her life. 
and and when I've achieved that, then I, I feel that that is uh, that's where that's where I. You've attained that part that you wanted to. So, would you say inspiring others is more is more important, or would you say it's is a little bit of both? Oh, uh, definitely both. Like, there's a certain sense of satisfaction you get personally when you attain success, and you know, um, it's also something my church always teaches. Uh, if you are not successful, who's going to listen to you? Right. But when you say, um, so how do you know if? someone's actually how do you know when someone is feels inspired by the you is that through them coming up to you and saying you know what whatever you've done is, is fantastic I, I feel great about doing it or do you get it through social media how is it that you gauge that uh, yeah I think a good a good gauge would be people tell you the thing that's good about society nowadays is they are not afraid to share their opinions whether it's good or bad. So, you, I mean, we have to be open-minded to both. So, when people do come up to me and say that, hey, you know, you've been such an inspiration to the girls here, uh, whether it's in CrossFit or, or like for my girls in church, when the parents tell me that, hey, you know, you having to do so many things but being good at all of them is it, really, uh, it's an inspiration to, to my girl. And then I'm like, I, I mean, I didn't ever think that I'd hear such a thing, but it's always an affirmation. So it's like a reinforcement of, a, of it. Yeah. You have so many facets. I mean, we could spend ages talking. Um, you're a business owner, you're working, you're coaching, you're mentoring. So when do you have time uh, to, to actually sit down and reflect on each of these and write down what is it that you want to achieve on each of these? Or do you just go with the flow? Um, it's, it's very important, I think, to reflect on what uh, what has gone on in your daily life and, and, uh, and have checkpoints where you are at. Um, so there are moments in time where I have to stop myself and, and just schedule time to think about uh, and reflect about what has gone wrong or what has gone right and, and how I can either continue or, or change certain reactions that I have. Um, so I mean the, the usual day-to-day -day would be commuting. Uh, I, I try and listen to podcasts uh, and and reflect on how that has uh, how I have been doing certain things because I tend to listen to leadership podcasts and uh, more motivational uh, self improvement kind of podcasts and yeah just reflect on how I've reflected this in my life and um, and yeah and and um, other than that uh, I would also schedule certain time out especially quiet hours of the day just to go out for a walk and just think about certain things. Do you do that on a daily basis? Uh, the podcast, yes. The, the walking, uh, maybe every fortnight or so. Okay. Yeah, but that takes a very conscious effort because as you see, I mean, like, I'm quite, I have a lot of things going on. Exactly. So do you, do you then schedule it in? Uh, yeah, I do. So, okay, I don't schedule like say, oh, tomorrow at five o'clock I'm going to do it, but more like, oh dear, I haven't done it. I, sh I think I should do it now. And then if time permits, I'll do it like immediately. But then how would you have... That, but you have so many facets, right? So how do you do that? Do you actually look at different parts of your of your life that you're going to be reflecting on, or would it be whatever that comes up? Uh, usually, it will start with whatever that comes up, and then after that, it will of course branch out into different things. Because you cannot be different people at different parts of your life. You cannot be different in the box. You cannot be different at home. You cannot be different uh, in the in at work. You have to be the same person everywhere, yeah. And and 
yeah, I, I mean, and then you prioritize that, hey, I need to reflect because if I don't, then I'm just going to be tripping up on the same thing the next time I go into whatever is next and stress will just bring out the worst in you. So do you often feel overwhelmed because you've got so much going on? And when you do, or if you do, how do you overcome that? Mm. I, I wouldn't say it's often. Definitely there are times that I do feel overwhelmed. Um, but a couple of things, right? Number one is I tell myself, hey, I decided to do this, so I got to press through. And those are for important uh, things that I've committed to and committed to other people for. Um, but other, and usually I can just grind through until there's usually a deadline for something. It's, it's not endless. Uh, my faith helps a lot. Um, and my, my leaders at church also help a lot, my mentors there. Uh, and, and I think the most important thing that I remind myself when I'm in the, these difficult situations is that I have a great group of friends, whether it's the, the community at the gym um, or, or my church friends or my, my best friends. They always are there and they're always positive and they're always willing to lend a hand if I need help. So, uh, yeah, I mean, surround yourself with good people and, y you know, you do your best at what you ca what you, what's on your plate or, or what you have in front of you. And, and yeah, and, I mean, there are people out there with, who are struggling to do what they're, they're um, and they're so much worse off than you are. Correct. Yeah, and if you can make a change, even if it means suffering, not really suffering, but struggling for a little bit, yeah, I think that's all worth it. CrossFit and fitness obviously is a very big part of your life. How do you think that's really changed you and people around you? Mm. I think, okay, so for, for me personally, CrossFit has been more of a mental kind of strengthening than anything else. Uh, yes, you do get the, hey, I feel fitter, I feel better, but more importantly, it, it brings, when it brings, like, something like this brings routine to your life, um, you, you, you get a lot of things in order. Uh, and I think more importantly is when you see, when, when you are willing to grind out to see uh, success or see improvements in these small areas of life, it carries over to being able to just bite the bullet and grind through uh, when you have difficult situations in your life as well. Um, and the community here is great. You learn from great people. You, you when you speak to different people. I mean, it's CrossFit is like a. It's like. You have people from all walks of life, and they can all be speaking different languages out of the box. But when you meet here, uh, everyone speaks the same language, which is fitness, and it really unites people. And I love seeing that. Um, and how has that translated though to outside the CrossFit box for you? whatever that you've done here and whatever that you've learned here? Uh, I think uh, person, okay, so in the box, I mean, there's a lot of things I can learn. I have learned uh, and one of the key things is always communication. Um, so because you meet so many different people here, you get out of your bubble. Like if you work, for me, I work in a bank and yeah, you speak the same language finance. People are generally of a certain profile uh, the, the lifestyles we lead. But when you're here, you meet people who could be a hawker, could be a, uh, who work in a, in a, as a to, to get their PhD, it could be a doctor, could be a lawyer, and, 
when and when you're able to communicate with these people, you can more easily find uh, certain touch points with people outside as well. Uh, and more importantly, I think whatever I've learned here, I can see how different people approach fitness. And when I'm able to see how people view fitness here and bring that outside where people who don't pursue fitness and need fitness, I can talk to them about these things and help them realize that, hey, this is something that I need to pursue as well. What's the biggest problem people have when they want to try fitness and they've not done it before and they've not, they're, maybe they're too afraid or it's been too long? What, what is the perspective that you get out of these people? Most people realize that fitness is important, especially now, uh, you know, there's this huge fitness wave going on. Um, and, and the whole tone look is coming back instead of being skinny, and, you know. So um, they do realize that it's important, but the big problem is that that they just don't know how to start. And this could be for a number of factors. It could be that they are lazy uh, to go out, uh, or they don't have friends. And I, I guess it can be quite intimidating. You come into a box like this, and you see people talk really like talk with their friends, and you think like, hey, I'm never going to break into that clique. Or you see people lift super heavy weights, and they don't see that there is an entry point for them. And I think a big thing about CrossFit, the good thing is that you can scale it to anybody, and, but people don't see that, and we need to educate them about that. So like for example, uh, another thing that CrossFit has given me is the ability to train my parents uh, and see them grow in their fitness as well. So my mom's, my mom has a, a little bit of a back problem, and she started doing like Pilates and yoga, but at the same time, she also wanted to. She she realized that she was getting unfit in the sense that she walk a bit, like walk upstairs, and then be a bit tired. So she she was like, I I don't want to join CrossFit, and I know you own a box, but can you train me? So we started training like sat Saturday mornings before the earliest morning class, and. Uh, as she improved, my dad also decided to join us as well, and my sister also started joining. So I, I mean, the a big thing that CrossFit has brought for me is fitness to my entire family, and and it's great. Like my mom who couldn't squat before, now she can do perfect air squats, uh, and it's awesome. And yeah, my sister, I mean, she she does her own running, and yeah, I mean, we grow fit together as a family. Uh, community is really important. What, what advice do you have for people who have not really done any fitness at all and they're concerned? Um, like you said, you meet a lot of these people. What are the kind of a baby step action points that they can take towards it? Mm. Yeah, well, my approach for different people will be quite different, but uh, okay, say someone from my age, I would actually, I would offer to do a class with them first. Because yeah, if it's people that I know, I, they wouldn't, I mean, I'd be the friend for them in class, right? So if, yeah, if it's people my age or even people who are older, I'd say, hey, let's do CrossFit together. I can get the session done for us in the gym. Or if it was someone who was a little bit shy, I'd say, hey, I can do a session for you. So I offer to give them personal training. Um, and and when if and when they pick it, usually they do pick it up after. Then I say, hey, we have a fundamentals class. You get, you can join that. Um, or or otherwise, if it's a bunch of people, like especially with my my own uh, cell group of girls of my age, we try and do like a fitness thing every now and then. Uh, and sometimes I try and give them CrossFit stuff to do, and they don't. They usually hate me for it, but uh, yeah, we they get to do it together. After. Yeah. <laughs>
What about for someone, let's say, sitting at home, they've not really done anything at all, they might not really want to come to a box because, like you say, it's too intimidating. What's, what is the easiest first step that they can do for themselves to see a difference? Oh, okay. So, um, well, in, in Singapore, I mean, the first thing that comes to my head, and in Singapore, the government's really into this steps challenge. So, if you hit like 10,000 steps a day, you get certain benefits. And um, what I like to, I always do is, uh, we ha so we have this steps tracker, and um, I tell them, hey, do you have a steps tracker, and are you on a certain uh, uh, plan? Okay, so this, this is non-sponsored, I shall not say what plan this is, <laughs> but um, so there's this, there's this insurance company that actually rewards you for the number of steps that you take. And if you take 10,000 steps a day for maybe five days a week or four days a week, and you team up with a bunch of other friends and they also hit that goal, you get, you get like shopping vouchers uh, for, for like grocery vouchers. And these are great incentives for, for people to want to start. Um, and, and yeah, it becomes a topic of conversation at the table and when people start talking about these things then it, it gets them uh, it gets them all to, to, to want to do it as well. Um, yeah, people who are sitting on a couch, I guess um, maybe I, I would say just getting them off, getting them out of the house is a good start. Um, whether it's bringing them shopping, uh, at least it gets them moving. Uh, and just encouraging them to say, hey, why don't you spend time with your friends? And th these are cheap alternatives to, to hanging out. You don't have to go to a movie theater and do something completely unsociable and stare at a screen or sit at a bar and drink something really sweet. Um, but, but go out and take a walk and learn and talk and learn more about one another. With um, owning a business here at The Box, I mean, of course, the community has taught you lots of things and so forth. But on the business side, what do you think are the lessons that you've learned and perhaps you could share for someone who is looking to start a business? Uh, okay, I think most importantly, uh, in my case, I'm always more, co more comfortable with doing it with a partner, is to make sure that your partner uh, and you can work together and you agree with their principles and, um, and, and their ideologies and, and how they communicate and um, you need to come to a point where you say Hi, I'll be open-minded enough to accept and listen to everything that person says I'm not going to shut them down so yeah so on the top of my list is you have to be on the same uh, wavelength and uh, basically you, uh, in, in, in Christian terms it's you have to be equally yoked so you have to have the same ideas and be at the same uh, stage in your life or maturity and then um, secondly is you got to communicate if you're not happy with something you got to voice it out immediately I think a lot of problem uh, a lot of times in, in Asian context we try and we try and uh, skirt the situation or we we, we um, hint at certain things uh, as a girl especially we do that a lot uh, and for guys they don't usually get it unless you tell it to them in their face so that was something that I had to learn and, and um, just being completely honest, but saying it with the heart and intention that you wanna, that is good. Not saying it out of spite or to put the other person down. And you gotta communicate it with love. Yeah. 
so so I mean if I have to sum it up then it would be being on the same wave uh, being uh, level on the same with the same moral values um, being open-minded and uh, communicating and yeah that's three what about the mistakes though what have what mistakes have you done um, and uh, what are the things that you could share in you know hoping that someone doesn't make the same things same mistakes again okay I tend to be very hasty in doing things so I, I don't think too much before doing these things and it's good that's why to have a partner if you if you uh, are this kind of person so you can always uh, ask them for advice um, yeah so I mean mistakes these kind of mistakes can cost you a lot of things it could cost you mo uh, monetary losses uh, it could also cost you relationships uh, and yeah so something that I've learned from this is to rather than be reactive to situations um, take a step back take a day or two is it important do you have to respond to it immediately if not just take your time to respond um, and and yeah um, you know be a problem solver rather than just reacting to these issues that pop up you've also been tasked to be a mentor for the young at the church why do you think you were chosen I mean I'm asking this because for those who are seeking to have leadership qualities, what are the advice you would have for them? Um, I think okay for when I when I was chosen to be a leader at church, I expressed a passion for mentoring, teaching younger kids, and wanting to see them do well in their life and uh, just bringing them on a journey. So. Number one, you have to have a passion for that area of life that you are going, or, or whatever you're gonna, you're planning to do. Because these things, right, in mentoring or in leadership, you can't just leave. Like, imagine if your parent leaves you. Like, I don't want to deal with kids anymore. Or I feel like I've done my mentoring for that age group. You can't just leave. So, you, you have to think of it as something I'm committed to do. And if you don't have the passion for that, right, and you treat it as a job, it's not something you can quit halfway. And I've seen kids that, you know, uh, if the mentors leave, they get really broken and they can, and from a life that is going to be one that follows Christ or be on a, a good path, um, like they, are, they go to church, they, they, they honour their parents and so on, they can be completely different and you don't want to be responsible for that. So, so that's one. Uh, I think number two is always communication. Um, and the most important part of communication I think we leave out is listening. Uh, so you have to be available and you have to be listening in an empathetic way. Yeah, so that, that's a couple of things that I think people can take away. What if, I also wanted to get your thoughts on nutrition because I know that you've done various programs for fitness. What's the changes that you've made in that area that you feel that has really given you the biggest difference in performance? Uh, okay, well nutrition has been such a long and weird journey for me. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm heavy, right? So I'm, yeah, I'm very heavy. Um, and when I was in, I mean I've done tons of things, like try to eat less and uh, just like Which eating one meal works. a day. Yeah, it doesn't work in the long run. And when I was in university, we eat like really irregular meals because I used to dance competitively. And we just eat whenever we had time and we eat trash, whatever's available. And usually that's fast food, right? So, and I was 
slimmer then. My mom sent me a picture recently. She said, hey, you were slimmer here. I was like, yeah, but I was eating trash. And, um, and so recently, since I started CrossFit, the great thing about CrossFit is the base of it and the foundation is nutrition. Like, you think you can exercise everything away, but really nutrition is, is a huge part of it. And yeah, I mean, a, a funny story I was telling someone that really brought me into this whole nutrition was when I was in that competition, I was eating so healthy, like so good for the few weeks before it. And I could train every day with no pain, no aches. But the day after, after com the competition was done, I got my award, my head coach was like, okay, let's eat whatever you want. Because he was like, we need to just like, you just need to take a break. So let's eat whatever you want. What do you want to eat? I was like, I want to eat fried chicken. So we went to eat fried chicken. Next day I ate like crazy. <laughs> it was like, never have I felt like this for... So that really triggered something. I realized how important it was. So when you're talking about the competition, this was the Asia Royale? Yeah, yeah, the Battle Royale. So then what were you eating during that time? Uh, it was paleo-based. Everything off the ground, not in, boxed, uh, not in boxes. Um, nothing preserved. Uh, and a good amount of protein. Yeah. So after, after the entire thing, I came back. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to work on my nutrition. I bought a, a nutrition a template just to understand what macros I should get every day. Uh, I, I followed that a while and did a lot of wonders. Uh, I saw improvement in terms of how much I could train uh, and, and I did see improvement in gymnastics, which is something I struggle with. Uh, of course, it's very hard to stay on the bandwagon as if you're making a sudden change. So now I'm doing something more like flexible dieting. So you know the macros you have to hit and you can work around that based on uh, the, the, uh, whatever you take during the day. And something that we've just recently started with a couple of box members is that we do meal prep sw swapping. So on Sundays when we meal prep, we, we just prepare a few extra boxes and then we, we swap the, the meals with other people. So you get a variety of things to eat throughout the week and you keep a few other people accountable as well. Okay. What, okay, the last question I've got for you is like, um, you've got so much going on, but what's your ultimate goal? Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> I just want to, my ultimate goal. I just want to be doing something that I love. Yeah, I don't want to be looking forward to 7pm every day after my bank job. Like honestly, I, I don't think I'll be in this for very long. I want to be in a, in, a, in a place in my life where I can be working but not working. So throughout the day, yeah, maybe I'll be thinking about work, but I enjoy thinking about it. I don't want to be like, I look forward to the end of the day and like at 7 o'clock, I'm going home, I don't want to check my mails. I want to be like, hey, I want to check my mails, I want to know what's going on. Uh, and I want to be able to do everything that I'm doing now uh, or more. And yeah, I think... I mean, fitness is, is going to be a staple in my life. Family is very, very important to me. So what's the third piece? The, 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 that's something I'm figuring out right now. Okay. Thank you so much, Cass. Have a wonderful uh, weekend. And then we'll talk to you soon again for an update. Thanks, Kelly.